the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Or, yeah, really. Fire me up, T.R.A. Jennings. Wow, what a game. Let's hear some Plank. Come on, Plank, give it to us. The 3-1 is lifted pretty deep to center field. T.R.A. Jennings cold game. Jennings cold game. Oklahoma wins it on a walk-off three-run bomb from T.R.A. Jennings. Win column Sooners. Game over. Yeah, not the best game OU has played this year. In fact, maybe one of the worst games so far this year at the plate. But you can't keep this team down. Tiare crushed that ball, and the win streak is still alive. And I, I thought it at the time. I think we all thought it at the time. But the biggest play that inning, and there was a lot of big plays that inning, right? But once that fly ball was dropped with nobody on and two outs, I knew it, you knew it. When you have a chance to put this team away, you better do it. Ask Baylor, ask Tennessee, ask the numerous teams this has happened to over the years because it feels like every time OU is on the ropes, they come out punching and find a way to win. I continue to be amazed by this every single year. With all the faces that change in this program on a year-in, year-out basis, the clutch gene has seemingly stayed around. Like, the clutch gene has never graduated. It continues to stay in the lineup and in the circle on a year-in, year-out basis. Remember that 2017 regional against Tulsa? If you don't, OU was down two in the bottom of the 10th inning. And if they lose this game, they're going home. OU, a, a, a team that was thought to really contend, thought that they could, could uh, contend for a national championship that year, they are three outs away from not even making out of a home regional, about to lose to Tulsa, and OU rallies to win in the bottom of the 10th. I believe they scored four that inning to win. And they go on and win the national championship. In fact, they beat Tulsa that day, turn around and beat Tulsa again. They had to beat Tulsa again the very next day to win the regional. They sweep Auburn in the Super Regional, sweep Florida in the championship series. That's what I'm talking about. It seems like it happens all the time, and OU seemingly always finds a way to win. It's like an environment that exists in this program that once you're down to your last out, your best comes out. It's, it's incredible. And it happens all the time. And here's what's funny to me. If not T.R.A. Jennings yesterday, right? Because I believe T.R.A. had a 3-0 count before she even hit that home run. If the next pitch is ball four and she walks and the bases is loaded... Do we have any doubts about Jocelyn Hollow not doing the same thing? I mean, maybe she doesn't hit one, you know, out of the park. I think that she probably does, but she probably gets a base hit to win the game two to one. That that's that's what's incredible to me too, is Tiare's the one that hit the ball out, but I totally would have expected Jocelyn to do the same thing right after her as well. But that was 
again, it was not the best game that this team has played all year long, but it was one of the best moments of the entire year. And it's crazy to think that that's just one of the best moments of the entire year. 29 games in, you cannot definitively say it was the best moment all year long. It's already in a group of unbelievable moments that have already happened. That's, that, that's crazy. There's already been so many great moments this year, and we are barely in one series in a conference play, and uh, we've already had so many incredible and special moments. Amazing. What a weekend. A sweep of Baylor, and I personally love that this team got pushed. We're used to seeing this team just steamroll people. And hey, that happened Friday. It happened Saturday. It happened the first three times going all the way back to Hawaii that you faced off against Baylor. But in my mind, nothing bad can can come from what happened on Sunday. And a great game by Hope Troutwine, by the way, who you can hear later on this episode. Good weekend by the pitching staff. Only two runs allowed in three games. You'll take that. The offense was really good until Sunday's game. Well, until the seventh inning, I should say, when an incredible rally with uh, two outs and nobody on started. But nothing bad can happen out of getting pushed. I'm, I'm sure Patty Gasso is continually trying to find ways to, to push this team, keep them on their toes, keep them humble. A game like that, a game like that on Sunday will absolutely do it because it comes to a point, right? When you're steamrolling everyone you're playing, your coach can only say so many things, right? Um, it Sometimes you just have to get pushed by an actual opponent and for you to get pushed like that, for the bats to be seemingly dead for six innings and to come out the way that you did in the seventh, that's 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 spectacular. That That says... A lot about this team, but again, as we've talked about in previous episodes, that didn't surprise anyone. This team is at the point now to what whatever happens, how incredible, how special, how amazing it is, we are not shocked at all by what this team is able to do on a game-in, game-out basis. I will admit, I was worried about the hate mail I was going to get if you know OU doesn't complete the comeback yesterday. Not going to lie, um, I, I knew that I was going to be called a, a jinx by some people for predicting an undefeated regular season, but hey, it's still alive, 29-0, and and hey, maybe it ends sometime this, this year, and I'm sure many of you will call me a jinx, but as of right now, 29 games in, uh, my prediction so far is spot on about this team having an undefeated Regular season. I'm not saying that they're going to go all the way through the entire season, postseason included. I'm just saying regular season. I think that they're going to be an undefeated softball team. Uh, By the way, did uh, everyone hear that we're big time now? Uh, Because we are. That's right. We have a new sponsor on board. Cavens Construction right here in Norman is the newest sponsor of the Diamond Envy podcast. Roofing, water restoration, Commercial maintenance, uh, emergency repairs, 24-7. Cavens is, you know, always on call for you. Seriously, they do everything. And Gary and the team, they love OU softball. I wouldn't even be shocked if, like, Marita Hines Field had some issues or something. And they probably call Gary Cavens for that. Cavens is all around Norman. 
He's awesome. I love their team. Based, uh, They're based in Norman, but they can serve the entire state. So Norman, Oklahoma City, more the entire metro area. Give them a call, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, they're here to serve you as well, 918-282-7612. Check them out, cavensconstruction.com. But when I mean Cavens Construction can do anything, I mean just that. They can do anything Roofing, emergency repairs, water restoration, commercial maintenance, whatever you need, Cavens has got you. And again, they do love some uh, OU softball. So that's got to count for something, right? So I think you're going to really like Macy's Minute this week. And I I love that Macy Wilson-Turley is on board on the podcast. And what I basically told her is, Macy, every single week, I just want your thoughts on what's going on with the softball program. Just go. And so far, that's exactly what she's done, and I I couldn't be happier with the way that it's turned out thus far. And I I love this opinion, and I think that this is an opinion that we all really need to hear. So let's get to it. Macy Wilson-Turley for this week's Macy's Minute. Hey, hey, Sooner Nation. It's Macy Wilson-Turley, member of the 2000 National Championship softball team. Okay. We need to talk about something. I brought this up on Twitter a while back, and I was actually shocked at the backlash that I received. People, I think, had this reaction because they didn't really understand what I was saying. And I know we are in this weird world of trying to figure everyone out. And now we've got um, he's and she's and issues with people who are transforming into or transitioning into um, the other sex and how do we deal with that in sports and I get all that it's confusing and a lot of times people meet confusion with and frustration with um, combativeness the problem that I had on Twitter that I wanted to make known was that We need to stop calling the female athletes at the University of Oklahoma Lady Sooners. I didn't think this was a big ask. I had tacky people commenting, is this a thing? Why are we making this a thing? Or telling me that I was just um, looking for attention or um, really putting me down because why wouldn't a lady want to be called a lady? That by, by doggone it, I'm going to treat a lady as she is. She's a lady. Yeah, of course. What lady doesn't want to be treated like a lady? This is ridiculous. I'm simply asking that we not call the female athletes lady Sooners. Because all Sooners are just Sooners. Sooners is not gender specific. Uh, We don't have to differentiate between the males and the females. This also has nothing to do with... Um, differentiating between the male and the female sport. So for instance, basketball. We have women's basketball and we have men's basketball. There's nothing offensive about saying women's basketball and men's basketball. What we don't have is women's softball and men's softball. So we aren't differentiating between the sport itself. It's what we are referring to the players as. And my simple request was that we stop calling female Sooners Lady Sooners. In the book of equality, we are all just Sooners. And we are fan-freaking-tastic at being Sooners. Thanks, Sooner Nation. Again, this is Macy Wilson-Turley. Bye! Boomer Sooner. 
All right, great stuff from Macy. And, yeah, come on. It's the Oklahoma Sooners, plain and simple. It's easy. And I appreciate Macy for laying it out the way that she did because she's right. She's absolutely right. It's the Oklahoma Sooners. Don't overcomplicate it. All right, let's get to our interview this week. Hope Troutwine winning pitcher on Sunday. She's 8-0 on the season. Let's hear from Hope. Excited about this guest. Hope Troutwine joins us, who was consistently a thorn in OU's side before this past season. So we're really glad that she's on our side now. And uh, Hope, welcome to Diamond Envy. If you could just kind of take us to... You know, that whole situation, you're, you're playing last year at North Texas. What what led to you wanting to join uh, OU this season? Um, well, I'd spent four years at North Texas. I loved playing there. I loved my career there. Um, but, you know, COVID gives you an opportunity to have an extra year and kind of play wherever. And I went into the transfer portal, not high expectations. And, you know, Coach Gasso calls you and you yeah. pay attention. So... <laughs> I don't know if this was ever a conversation between you and uh, Patty when she's, you know, convincing you to come to OU. But one of the payoffs, uh, one of the payoffs has been great. California twice, Hawaii mm-hmm. once already this season. I don't know how how many destinations you were able to travel to while at North Texas, but that has to be pretty awesome that you've been able to travel basically all of the West Coast so far in, in your like first two months on the season. I've actually never been to California. So, well, I've been one time and it was like a layover for a flight. Yeah. So this is my first and second time in California. And it's, I mean, beautiful there and half the team is from there. So it's really special to play in front of their families. But also it was my first time playing at the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, that's like a home crowd yeah. here. So it was really special to be able to play there. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure. I'm wondering as, you know, someone coming in that's, that's new. Do you think it helped you with the rest of the teammates that you had pitched against this program so many times and feels like everyone had a respect for you before you got here? Did that make that transition a little bit easier coming from North Texas to OU? A little bit, yeah. So, I I mean, I pitched against these girls for the last four years, so I knew names, I knew faces, but I didn't really expect to come in and click so well with them. Yeah. And I think that was my favorite part about, you know, seeing – the name and the face first and like getting to know the personality behind them. Um, it's just a really special group of girls. Is this the deepest pitching staff you've ever been a part of or ever seen? This pitching staff is special. This pitching staff, we're smart, we're agile. Um, and we, we throw the ball with intent. And I think that's, you need that at this level. And we got something going on here. No, you really do. You, you've got a one, two, three, and even behind that, that's special at this point. You've you've played a lot of college softball. Jordy hasn't, though it looks like she's played a lot of college softball with the way that she's performed. Mm-hmm. Is there any scenario where you take her under your wing a little bit? Um, because you do have that. You have this experience in this game. Do you just kind of let her do what she does, or do you pull her off to the side and say, hey, I've been around for a little bit. I might consider this in this situation. I think the, the biggest thing with this staff is it's a lot of give and take. So like we all bring a lot of different things to the table and one might see, I, I'm, yeah, this is my fifth year in college softball and this is Jordy's first, but I learn a lot from her and vice mm-hmm. versa. Um, and even Nicole, like I've never pitched in a world series before Nicole has. And so it's a lot of learning in here, but also I think the biggest thing they can learn from me is from my failures 
I've uh, I've had a good career, but I've failed a lot. And if I can help them throughout something where I see like, oh, okay, this is going through the, the right, the same path as, you know, me, like, don't do what I did or yeah. <laughs> something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but it, we like communicate very well and it helps when we have that and we can help each other. And that's what a good staff takes. You start off the season in California and there's a good amount of OU fans there. Um, you go back to California, there's a good amount of OU fans there again. You go to Hawaii and there's OU fans out there. You know, Jocelyn's family's there. But you play 26 games up to this point and only one game at Marita Hines Field. So you play all these games on the West Coast. You play a series in Houston. How was it for you getting to come back to Marita Hines for the first time wearing an OU uniform? And then I guess even that same feeling last weekend in Oklahoma City, like getting to feel the warmth of OU fans. What was that like, especially when you were, you were able to get your first start in front of OU fans? Uh, I think the environment here is unmatched. The fans are close, they're rowdy, they're loud, and they love OU softball. And that's one thing I felt playing against OU every time is their fans will get in your face and yeah. something I've pitched <laughs> against before. And so it's, it's really nice having them on my side now. But I've also learned that OU has softball fans everywhere. There's not a single game where there hasn't been a million fans asking, you know, to see us and to watch us do what we do. And it's, it's very special. Has there been anything about Patty that surprised you since you've been on campus? I think that she's exactly what you expect in the best way. Yeah. You know, she, she runs a tight ship and that's why we are the way we are. And, you know, it's, it's not like, Oh, you know, coach Gasso is, being, you know, a captain or whatever, but she, this is why they're the best. And she leads with a lot of love. And I, I love that about her. Uh, Lindsay Elam, your catcher is on a nice little tear right now. Five oh, consecutive yeah. home runs going back to, to Lexington. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you're going to have a different opinion, but it was just so fun seeing the captain, someone who's worked so hard, someone that doesn't get to play in the lineup every single day, really get to have her moment. I, what, what does it say about her to not maybe be in the lineup every single day, but Kinsey sidelined for a little bit and she comes in and, you know, not only performs, but does something pretty legendary in the grand scheme of the sport. Lindsay is awesome. She deserves it all. But if you tell her that she won't take it, she'll, she'll give credit to God. And that's what I love yeah. about her is that she leads from within and her hard work is visible through everyone. She's constantly bringing everyone along. And so this is kind of her time to shine. But that's the thing about this team is, you know, you can't avoid one player because someone right behind them is coming up. And, you know, we're, we're deep and Lindsay has the biggest heart and, you know, she finally gets to show it and she's doing amazing. How is Patty continuing to motivate this team right now after such a great start? I think this team is lit by a fire of just straight up competitiveness. And I don't think coach has to force that out of us. We just are because we are, we are competitors. Um, But she definitely knows how to encourage it. And she knows how to get the best style of play out of us. But our fires, I've never been on a team with people who can play like this and have the passion they do for softball and, and for each other. It's just, it's so cool. I'm sure you weren't a fan of it uh, during your time at North Texas. 
But are you a fan of the home run celebration airplane now that you're a part of it here at OU? And, and do you know like, the whole backstory about it and everything? Now I know the backstory. Um, but I, I was just talking to um, my fiance earlier today. I said, I remember my sophomore year, Grace Green and Grace Lyons went back to back home runs off of me. And I just remember hearing the song play over and over again as I trotted around the bases. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know. Our fans are the best. They're rowdy and they're in the pitcher's face, which is, I love it. You know, you've been asked probably a million times what your ritual is. I'm wondering what your in between the game ritual is, um, especially if you're, you know, set to start game two of a doubleheader. What, it, what does that look like compared to how you're getting ready before just a, a single game during the middle of the week? Uh, we try to keep everything very consistent. Um, so my warm-up's the same no matter what game I'm throwing. Um, and that's more for like a mindful thing. Um, but double headers, I know how to, you know, prepare for it the yeah. week of, make sure I'm getting a lot of sleep, make sure I'm eating right, drinking a lot of water. Um, and I guess preparation is just putting yourself in the, the best position to be successful. There's there's nothing I would change based on what game it is. Where can this team get better, you think? Um, I know it's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's we're going into conference, and coaches is talking about how different conference play is, is because, you know, stuff's on the line now. Um, and I think – we, that's something we know and that we're prepared for. But I think just experience that level of play is just going to be something that's new, especially with kind of a um, an, a younger team that's getting opportunities. So just experiencing a new level of play, we can, we can definitely learn from that early. Last question. I'm curious who we're not talking enough about. Because we, you know, the minute you're not talking about Lindsay Elam, well, she does what she's been doing, and you got to talk about it, mm-hmm. Lindsay Elam. The minute you're not talking about Alyssa Brito, well, you better start mm-hmm. talking about her and, you know, what she was able to do Tuesday night. So with that being said, everyone is, you know, contributing at such a high level. But is there still someone in this lineup, in the circle, that we need to be mentioning more that is maybe about to go on the next tear on this team? Neeners, Taylor Snow. That girl, she's like a silent killer. Nobody really sees her coming. <laughs> And she's doing her job, and she's lighting a spark for us. She's been solid wherever she's put in the lineup and wherever she's put on the field. And she's definitely become a lead-by-example person on this team that the young ones and even me look up to. Actually, last one, I was uh, talking with someone that was at uh, the games this past weekend in Oklahoma City, and she was saying that uh, she saw a pull-up contest Saturday in between games? Was that going on? And if so, how did you fare in the pull-up contest and who was the eventual champion? Um, yes, there was a pull-up contest. Everything <laughs> we do is competitive. That's what I'm telling you. We we compete whether it's you know on the field or how many pull-ups can you do in the middle of the game. And Lou won. Uh Lou's an animal in the weight room <laughs> and she can do pull-ups like nobody's business. She's Even a trout one. Pull-ups. Hope Trout won. Hey, uh, good luck the rest of this year. We're all rooting for you. Uh, Best of luck as you enter conference play. Thank you. All right, some notes coming out of the weekend. Check this out. Uh, 
again, you're going to go, wow, but you're not going to be surprised with this team. That's kind of a theme on this podcast now. OU is outscoring the opposition this year 279 to 25. I'll repeat that just in case your jaw dropped so far. You didn't hear the end of that. The OU is outscoring opponents 279 to 25 with 74 home runs this season. I would love to go and look and see how many uh, OU 74 home runs, how many teams in the country have it. It's takes to even combine for 74 home runs this year. Like, we get spoiled by OU hitting home runs left and right. This is not normal. Like, there's a lot of teams out there hitting home runs, sure, but not at the pace that OU is. This is not normal to have 74 home runs through 29 games. How about the pitching staff? Total ERA, 0.70 with 264 strikeouts. Incredible. Sunday's win was just the fifth in 29 games that did not end in a run rule. Thank you to Patrick Dunn uh, for those stats. And the numbers speak for themselves. What a special run. And it was also really good to see Kinsey Hansen back in the lineup. She had a huge at-bat in the seventh in the seventh inning. Really got that rally started. Glad to have her back and because that's that's big. Big for this lineup to have her back uh, in the middle of things. Midweek game coming up against Wichita State on Tuesday. Uh, Hopefully we'll get to play that game with the impending weather coming in, but I'm sure another crazy home field environment will be at Marita Hines this week. Thank you to Cavens Construction for sponsoring the Diamond Envy podcast again. Give them a call, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, call Cavens. 918-282-7612. We'll talk to you later this week on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.